0: Hey, hey, minus three is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel Great Odds and Markets for you on the NBA, NHL, MLB is nigh. Of course, couple few games left in March Madness. And of course, dig in on all the awesome new and existing user promos. It's America's number one sports book, don't you know? For a multitude of reasons. It's easy to use, it's safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. As in two hours kind of fast. And, of course, we love the same-game parlays just about each and every night. Nay, each and every night you can make one of these. You combine your multiple bets from the same game, and there you have a same-game parlay. And you can discover the most popular of them each day right when you log in to FanDuel. And like I say, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. And most importantly, Be sure you use that promo code MINUS3, the word minus the number three, so that they know your pals here at Minus3 sentient. Speaking of Minus3, Eddie Spaghetti, let's start the show! Minus3 with Dave Damaschet. Yes, hi and hello, sports fans. Hope all's going well in your sports week. I encourage you, nay, demand that you go back and listen To some NFL talk, a lot of good conversation going on in what's already been perhaps the craziest pro football offseason ever. Our pal Jeff Schwartz uh, joined us, the epicenter of all things um, 2022. The AFC West, so captivating and uh, a Chiefs fan. Jeff Schwartz and Angelino by, uh, by nature. And uh, so we dig in on Tyree kill and all the rest of it. And against all odds with a great best bets in 2022 baseball for you with the savant Gen Piacente in there for that one, we have the luxury of one more week before we do it. Maybe we'll try to squeeze some in early next week. Some, uh, some best bets for you for the um, MLB season and make sure you you're uh, checking out extrapoints.com for all your swag needs and beyond. Now, Let's say hello. He's just sitting there like a lump. He's a busy man. He's a mover. He's a shaker. He's a Hollywood power player, and he's carved out a little bit of time to kibitz about this, that, and the other with us. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella?
1: Oh, my God. So much going on. You know, I've been on this, this text thread. Would, you know, would you give up your your own meniscus to Robert Time Lord Williams so the Celtics could could have a deep run in the playoffs? And of course I would, but Time Lord doesn't want either of my fucking menisci. I've got, I've had, first of all, I have no meniscus in my right knee because I've had a complete meniscectomy. And then I had a bucket handle tear in my left knee, uh, which has been repaired, but uh, I can't lift my eight-year-old daughter. So my menisci, no use to Time Lord, although I want him to know I would gladly part with them. They're just in worse shape than his, but that, I mean, the Celtics were fucking destroying people night in and night out. And he was a huge part of that. This this stat is so mind boggling. Of all the players in the NBA who have covered somebody enough to qualify, Robert Williams' man was the only player in the NBA, the guy he was guarding on every possession, shooting under 40% for the season. He's a center. He's a center. He, he, the guy he's guarding is supposed to shoot 55%. Like he's guarding centers. And his man, no matter who he's guarding, center, or if he switched onto a point guard, or if he switched on to a small forward, is shooting 39%. Like
0: an eraser. So, so, he, it, so you're saying, in other words, he was like a man on man isectomy. Is that what you had? That oh, doesn't man. sound so he, good to be so, a man well, and have a manasectomy. According to the thread. That's how you he, wind up like Chris Rock. Will Will he, Smith tried to give oh, uh, Chris Rock oh, a manuspectomy um, or
1: whatever the hell it is. So Time Lord, I guess, just had it shaved. You know, he didn't have either of mine. He had the middle thing. He didn't have a manasectomy and he didn't have a repair, both of which would, be, would rule him out for the playoffs. But I don't have a lot of hope. Um, I'm just destroyed. I don't have a ton of hope for advancing without him, he's so essential to the Celtics defensive scheme because he can switch on to anybody. Right. And there've been, there have been just a million times when a guy thinks he's got an uncontested layup and this fucking guy appears from out of nowhere to, to send it into the seats. So, so I'm pretty devastated about that. Um, and the
0: news and the news on Thursday that he could be back in four to six. I feel like, that's false hope. I don't want to be a pessimist for you Celtics fans, but when you hear that, you think like, ooh, ooh, we just got to get, oh, so wait, we just got to get to the conference finals. It's probably a wrap by then. And what do you think the wisdom of throwing that guy back in there if, after he just had the, a manisectomy? Well, it's also,
1: though. you know, that that injury and the recovery and the usefulness post-recovery is based on what is your skill set. That guy's a pogo stick. Who's going to need a little rubber in those knees. Like it's not like, Hey man, it's been six weeks. Go, go jump out of the building and, and land, You, you know? And I mean, this, I think part of why Time Lord has had so much trouble staying healthy is that he's so explosive and he jumps so high. And, and as we've seen, you know, like throughout the tournament, like you're going to land on someone's foot, like you're like you can't, right. like you just can't jump on every possession and not have something bad. Who happen, did
0: right? that happen to last year, where we marveled at exactly that? In this, it feels like it was the NBA semifinals, and somebody stepped on a foot. and We're like, how is it possible that that doesn't happen 17 times per 48 minutes?
1: It's well, weird. the thing that you know, as we look at this, this these looming playoffs, that like the the Giannis. Hyper extended knee like when we saw that last well, That's game, what it you're, was. You're, right? Like, that's exactly what it well, was. That, that that well that's I'm sorry Bucks fans but obviously your season is over. It was it was fucking stomach churning. It, smash cut to the recovery and the block at the glass. You're like two weeks ago this guy was looked like he was going to
0: be on a gurney. Um that Yeah, that- I that you're so right. It was like there was, there was a feeling at the time like poor Giannis and the worst news is He'll never be the same again. I right, mean, like right. he's got that kind of bounce. He's just that the the greatest quality well, he, he has. Is mean, now best gone case from.
1: scenario, He's back by the all-star right. break next season. He's dunking on guys in a week that,
0: that guy, but he's, he's superhuman. Um, well, I, I do because I'm a gentleman and I'm a man of the highest honor. Ryan Strom wasn't available on Wednesday night in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania or Tuesday night. Nevertheless, the blue shirts, were disrespectful coming into pittsburgh pa the city of champions where two of its greatest champs met at center ice Sidney crosby and one big ben roethlisberger a tribute to seven what what town is as good as that did they bring seven out and they're all in black and gold oh it was great but then the rangers went and beat them and now eddie spaghetti has guaranteed a rangers playoff victory so i guess congratulations in advance i'm gonna watch i'm still gonna hang in there spaghetti
2: well, like I was yeah. telling you, I'm, I'm I feel bad for the Penguins. Like I wanted a, a good series. Uh, I'm worried for them. I think they're they're finally realizing they really can't hang with the the top echelon teams in the East. And like like you know, you take your shots on Twitter and in person and on shows. And I was like, I'll keep quiet. The Rangers are going to take care of business. And three games. I mean, they outscored them eight to four. Should have been nine to four. I don't know what they were doing that empty net goal. Uh, almost cost themselves at the, the end of the game there. But the, they're just a flat-out better team in every facet. The Good Penguins- news
0: is, we told you on Tuesday's episode, take the under, the five and a half, and it did land it's on true. that because the Rangers couldn't hit an empty net in the final two minutes.
1: But, I mean, it's the easiest, it's the easiest gamble in the world. If the Pens score 11 goals, bet the under <laughs> in the next game, and that they get <laughs> yeah, going right win. Like, you're desperately looking for a goal, and it's like, hey, where are any of those 11? We couldn't have scored nine. How about nine and then a
0: couple for tonight? Ain't that the way it works? You really did know that with eleven, that was like they, people say that people, the people, the broadcasters, and otherwise like, can't we save a few of those for the next game? And you know that the goal total is going to be down the following game. But anyway, um, that's a pretty good rivalry. I mean, when any Patrick Division team plays another Patrick Division team, it it, it presents as as juicy, um, and it does look like. Although I will say. I know we don't have to do a lot of hockey talk here except to say this. I feel like the Rangers are going to play themselves into the first spot, potentially, in the division. And it's going to be Kane's pens, and I don't know if I want that, and I don't know if that's what the Rangers want either, but the bottom line is, as uh, we mm-hmm. keep saying... There is no favorable matchup for anybody out there. I guess the old caps is the best you can hope for in the first round. Other than that, who do you, there's no team you want to play. You're cr- I mean, they're, they're all juggernauts. But speaking of rivalries, okay, the big ticket item besides Chris Rock and Will Smith, UNC and Duke, and I love my rivalries, and I have poo-pooed March Madness this year, and for the last 20 years and all that, but I've got to say, this is dandy. I like the blue bloods. I like the brands, the big brands mm-hmm. getting into the final four is a snob, but I really like these two teams. And, you know, this is akin to or better than really even Alabama and LSU, I guess is the best rivalry in college football, of the 21st century in championship level rounds. And, or Georgia-Bama, but this is as good as it gets. I mean, like, the Cel- your Celts and Lakers in the 80s, that was a great championship-only rivalry that had nothing to do with divisions, and Steelers and Cowboys in the 70s was one, and Allie Frazier. But this, like, harkens back to Georgetown-St. John's when they were in the mid-80s, and it was John Thompson versus Louis Carnesecca. I can't really think of a college basketball equivalent. This is the greatest game given the stakes between rivals ever right
1: it it, it is really I mean I mean I don't know like
0: I I was trying to think because I've been watching
1: these teams play each other for so long and you've seen so many big uh regular season games so many conference tournament games between them and then you know and and maybe everybody knew this except for me but it was like they never played in an elite eight like they never like this is so crazy that Kay's retiring and this thing that's never happened is not just happening, it's happening at the Final Four. And and this this is why I mean, I actually jumped on Duke. I got a bad price on Duke at plus 135. So I think they're plus 160 now to win it all. But at a certain point, didn't it become obvious this guy's going out on top? Like it just felt like it was like the way the narrative has unfolded, you know. They were, they were knocked on the deck. North Carolina blew them out. They humiliated them in Co- Coach K's farewell. But wait, but wait, it's not his farewell. He's not down. He's not
0: out. He, like, rises from the dead. Everybody and- be quiet. He admonishes yeah. the home crowd there to cheer him. The season's not over. So this will be either, you know, the most triumphant and greatest final act of his many chapters at Duke if they end up winning at all, or it's still going to be for all the great story in the Final Four run. People who are trying to convince – you can hear Duke fans like, I don't care now because we got to the Final Four and it's Coach K. Sure, so this sure, is you probably team. won't even watch. You probably no, won't no, even watch, no, Duke no. fans. You lose. you lose to the Tar Heels again, it, it's a bad result. You, I, I would submit – Better to lose to St. Peter's or anybody else. You lose to UNC in the Final Four, that's the worst result that you could possibly get. So I wonder if you wish too hard to see Coach K get to one more Final Four. Let's give our picks here because I have a couple more questions for you. I don't know if you saw the country music singer Eric Church canceled his gig on Saturday so that he could watch this game. Which I think is the greatest. I'm I don't know, i do not know what's wrong with people that, that that they're down on it. I guess if you had tickets, you might be a little raw about it. Yeah, but we'll get
1: he, let. Let's he worships at p- the same church we do. That's exactly <laughs> right. I made a similar crack
0: about that. Right. Um. I'll I'll, I'll start us off here. Okay. I'm taking Duke in that semifinal ma- match up. I think the best player out there, Ochai Agbaji, is great. Uh, Banquero is the best player. I think. That if Duke runs the table here, he clearly is the most outstanding player. Ogbaji is is it though for me because I say Kansas ultimately cuts down the nets. I think four and a half seems light to me for Kansas against Villanova with without one of their impact players. They're you know. They like to Nova. Likes to uh, Jay Wright. Likes that that two three zone that he does. That, doesn't that just disrupt everything you want to do if you pluck one of one of your got one of your guards out of that? That it's just seems. Sc- I, I, I mean,
1: it's such a yeah. I, I I mean, I feel bad obviously for for Justin Moore and and uh, for Nova. Jay Wright's an incredible coach, and and they'll show up. But I, I'm with you on the chalk chalk. Both both uh both favorites to cover what feel like kind of small numbers um, given, you know, I mean, I think Kansas Nova would be a pick them if they, if, if Nova was healthy. Um, So, but where we will differ is, is I think Duke will beat Kansas in that final. And I, and I think, you know, it's funny. NC, it is weird kind of like, I think Duke's going to beat NC. I think they're going to cover, but, and no matter who we talk about uh, on either team, and Duke Duke has really nice depth in terms of different guys who can hurt you. Um, Griffin is incredible. Uh, Bankero's the best the best player I think in the tournament. But it's if the UCLA game is any indication, Caleb Love is going to decide who wins this game. It's just literally up to one guy who can go. Yeah, I'm going to go bananas. And there's and there's nothing. I'm just going to and, and I can go one for six or I can score 30. And so there is that wild card, but I'm guessing uh, Caleb Love does not go for 30 um, uh, against Duke. And I think if you look at like, Baycott has just been dominating people physically. And obviously with Williams in the middle, he's not going to have his run of the lane. And, and I think, you know, I always think a high profile loss in your conference tournament, if you're, if you know, you're going to the dance with a high seed is the best thing that can happen to your team. I,
0: I think you and I have had this conversation. We have to have had that because, yes, we definitely agree on that. Where Nova's concerned, again, like you said, what you get at um, is that secondary players can – not the star can end up deciding uh, these games in 40 minutes. But, you know – Kansas specifically has too many scores. It's there's su- there, there's something to like. Yeah, we can you know we we can go man and take away their number one score. Like Jay Wright is clever enough to probably cook that up. But Kansas is so loaded offensively, it feels like to me. So I so I'll take KU. So you say chalk chalk, and then I say Jayhawk. But you're going against that. You're I'm going,
1: going Duke, and I actually it's funny when before UNC beat St. Peter's, but I you know thought that was a fait accompli, and I actually thought. You know, I thought that number was really low. I know I'd given out um, Purdue last week, um, but, you know, I took NC minus eight and a half against St. Peter's. It's like, this this slipper is going to break. That game lasted... Less than ninety seconds. Michael Spinks lasted longer against Mike Tyson than poor the poor Peacock's lasted. You did.
0: I I, I swear that you you were the human being I immediately thought of when I saw. I I, I it really was like, yep, Hench nailed this one. The say the Cinderella slipper shatters immediately. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is like, not you're, you're, doesn't so develop that, a hairline crack and then slowly uh, deteriorate but from there. Before
1: that result came in, I said. I said Duke's going to be a four and a half pay- point favorite against NC, which was exactly where it opened, and I'm going to hammer Duke. I announced, <laughs> and then and then I also said, and we'll be it'll be interesting because this one's yet to be seen. But I said NC's going to be a four and a half point favorite against Duke, and they're going to be a two point favorite against Kansas, and I'm going to hit that too. What what do you think in in our finals matchup? What do you think that line's going to be?
0: Boy, I don't know. I, 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 it feels so underwhelming to me. I mean, like we had a fine, we had an elite eight game that was fifty to forty four, and you know the the, at least the last batch of games pretty consistently went under, a one, one thirty, one thirty three, one thirty five, something like that.
1: Oh, I meant, like what? What do you think the line's going to be? Not. I'm oh, not I thought you were asking. I wouldn't ask to put out really an is. over under on it.
0: Um. Uh, you know what? I'll defer to Sal on that because I always go with what I think the true line is. But of course, then I ignore the fact that that they're trying to get action on one side or the other. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll well, say I'll, I say Kansas opens um, minus two. And by the way, as no, we see, no,
1: Duke's going to open to minus two, and it's going to be the really? latest. It's going to be the. It's going to be what's going to be funny about it is that if you look at all of these seedings, right? You're like, okay. Uh, Kansas is playing Arizona. I mean, uh, sorry, sorry. Houston is playing Arizona, and it's one and a half. You know, I mean, Houston, yeah. Houston favored against the two seed Villanova. It's like, hey, seating committee, you guys botched this. Like Vegas knows the real seedings, and uh, and and I think. I think Duke will be a a slight favorite against Kansas. I guess a little bit. Maybe they
0: will, but as we've seen time and again, when you play a super emotional game and then they have to turn around 48 hours later and play another one for the national title, I think that creates an emotional, you know, deficit or whatever for uh, for Duke assuming they get all past you. Right, so UBC. what you
1: got Kansas I got Duke got minus Duke four. 4. Let's let Spaghetti be the tiebreaker.
0: Ogbaji is your most outstanding player and if Kansas somehow loses go with Bancaro who by the way and I do we, we want to get Spaghetti's pick here but I do want to say cuz I looked ahead to the NBA draft odds first overall pick and Jabari Smith is still number 1. Nice uh you know nice player. Chet Holmgren, I wonder how many people, still ahead, has shorter odds to be the first overall pick over Bancaro, and I feel like I'm watching, um, I made the comparison the other day, and I'll make it again for you, is it's sort of like looking at Shaq. Or LeBron James even at 18. It's like that super proportional giant of a human being. They just got in the magnif- the human magnifier thing where all their dimensions are the same. They like Chet Holmgren looks, like, just excuse me, Chet, if you're listening, but you look a little freaky. And I'm glad you're coordinated enough that you're gonna end up making some money out of it. But you just look like a glandular case, as Woody Allen calls it. The the Banker is so developed and per you know, he's just a bigger if he were six four, you'd be like, yeah, it's a what is he? A swing like he's 6'10" and 250? Sweet Jesus. Of course he has to be the first overall pick. It's so funny. I I you know w- one of the my, I didn't I
1: wasn't I didn't say Durant was going to be a bust, but I I looked at that body yeah. and I was like he's going to have to change that body to have an impact on the NBA. It's like nope, not at all. The Slim Reaper, I I still really don't fully understand how he's not just getting pushed around, knocked around. You know, obviously he's strong, the wiry strength, but that his body and his career confound me. So now my instinct is, my, I have the exact same reaction to, to Chet Holmgren, where I'm, lo- where I go, okay, now it's getting ridiculous. Obviously this body, and then I have to stop myself and go, well, maybe the game has just changed to the point where your concave chest doesn't get shattered by the shoulder of Shaquille O'Neal anymore. Maybe that's not even part of the game where you have to guard someone on the low block who just humiliates you with his strength. But you know, I, I feel exactly the same way. Buyer beware with Chet Holmgren because that doesn't even look like an ex- exoskeleton that you can put weight on. I don't think there's a lifting. I don't even think if he gets to the gym with me and Spaghetti, there's any hope for that body. But – and you know, so you have to assume he's just going to be raining threes. I guess I, I don't know. I, yeah, it does agree. look like
0: you got a preemptive man of skeptic to me. Hey, spaghetti. Take okay, take take go ahead. Do your home picks of for us.
1: Home grid.
2: Yeah, quickly, uh, I'll say it's an unpopular pick, but I like Villanova in this game over Kansas. I think this, the, you know, Sheck to your point, always making fun of the March Madness it's like sometimes the best teams don't always win. I think in this tournament, we've seen that uh, a little bit, not as crazy as it's been other years. Uh, I don't think Kansas' portion of the bracket was particularly tough. And if there's anything to say about Villanova, you could throw them in as one of the most underrated or not disrespected, but people don't talk about how good Jay Wright has been with this group and they don't always get the top tier guys. Um, so I like at least one more game. I know they're injured, but uh, one more game to be Kansas and with UNC Duke, I think UNC, you could argue, has had the toughest path to where they are right now. They were obviously the 8-9 matchup. They had to beat a 1. They beat UCLA. It was a 4. But people loved UCLA and wanted them to, uh, they, they thought they'd be in the title game. So uh, I think UNC actually is going to get the job done here and and end Coach K's career and beat them. Uh, I'm not just saying this because of my pal, Tate Frazier, but I, I think uh, they'll get it done. And I, I think we're going to see a Tar Heels uh, championship.
0: Wow. Well, okay. that would be wild stuff. Um and uh getting
1: right. a fifteen seed in the Elite Eight
0: doesn't really
1: play great <laughs> with your toughest path to the final four. Well,
2: you could, argue, I mean, yeah, sure. They would have had to play, I guess, like Purdue or someone in that, that portion, but they were the hot, I mean, St. Peter's was the hottest team. So they had to play two teams that everyone liked more so than them. And then they, you it know, beating weird. a one, beating a four, they were hot. Best bet when, quickly. When, if I, if I am right, UNC versus Nova, and it's in the uh, title game is plus five fifty. So if you like what I said, go
1: with You know, what's crazy about, uh, about the Peacocks, you know, as we, as we became familiar with their roster, what, what was his name? N- Nadefo? Like, how many people have passed on you if you're playing at St. Peter's, like nobody could use this fucking guy who, who blocks three shots a game and can jump out of the gym and, and can shoot threes. And like, like I was like, God, I was like Nadefo would be a, a a sneaky three and D wingman in the NBA. But uh, you know, that's where that's the fun part of the tournament where it's like, oh, you would never know this guy existed
0: if it wasn't. Yeah, but for- you never see Xavier McDaniel on a, bi- a power five team. There was always something flawed with them physically or otherwise. They're Chet Holmgren. I mean, like Chester Holmgren, I think if the Zags don't take a flyer on him, I think he's in that kind of position too. I don't think he lands. I don't think it was – maybe I'm wrong about his origin story, but I don't think he had offers out there from Texas, Georgetown, and, and, and the Zags. I think it was like – you know what, let's let's do something risky here, and let's take a flyer on this uh, on this oddball uh, 17-year-old kid. All right, here's what I want to ask you guys. So Eric Church, uh, to the chagrin of his fans, has now decided he'd rather check out, and I don't even know which side he's on, UNC or Duke, but either way, it doesn't matter. I, I think it's the righteous thing to do. Shame the devil, fans. You got to understand where the priorities are. Then I see Eddie Spaghetti on Thursday has tweeted out, That his upcoming 2022 concert schedule is strong. Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers, My Morning Jacket, Spaghetti.
1: Sounds like his 1992 concert schedule is strong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple others in there. Brandy Carlisle, Gaslight. All right, my point
0: is this. Pearl Jam's your number one. I want to know how much you care. The Yankees can have the World Series in 2022. All you have to do is not see Pearl Jam for the next three years. How say you?
2: No, no shot. You're, I don't care. About, I don't you don't care. About care. You wouldn't I don't care trade. about sports movies. No. Compared to music, it's music wins every single time. If Eric Church buy tickets, to Eric Church and Eric Church was like, I want to cancel your show just so I could watch a game on TV or watch in person. Oh man, that would that would be it for me. I hate, I mean, I, I've had a deal with cancellations recently um, due to, like, you know, band members getting COVID and I, I couldn't go to the show. Um, and then even just rescheduling dates become, coming out of the pandemic, running into other dates of stuff. And, like, I have a festival I always go to Ohana every single year, can't go because I have a wedding, but it's only because they're picking that weekend because of the rescheduled dates from the COVID, you know, the two years, uh, and every other band picks up. So like dates are hard to come by and there's a lot of jumbling around, but to me, music and, and comedy to an extent are like my outlets. And I think kind of like working in sports over time is maybe not care as much. And I've seen the Yankees win a bunch. I mean, the Yankees always be in it. Maybe if you asked, if you said the Rangers, I would feel a little bit differently about it, but um, I, I'm going to stick okay. with music.
0: All right. The Red Sox aren't supposed to be a contender this year things can change but you give up all of that Kevin Hench you don't get to watch the Red Sox all this year in exchange for a Celtics finals run what happens once they get there I can't promise you but they will survive the rugged east if you do not set eyes or in fact consume anything Red Sox related this calendar year easy
1: I would take a a hiatus for the Red Sox if I was guaranteed a a final slot easy Ooh, that's fine. Okay. Stop watching regular season baseball. Anyway, what's fucking wrong with me? I, I, that would be the best thing that ever happened to me.
0: All right. How about this? The Boston Bruins are playing very nicely. Again, the Wales conference is a beast. You're going to need some divine intervention, or can we get the Bruins not just over the hump, but into the final. And it ends with them lifting the cup. If Kevin Hench, doesn't eat Italian food for the next two years. This is easy. Like, these are layups. Like, why is yeah. this a layup? Wait, so you're gonna do that? You're not gonna eat any pizza? No pizza? Well, you're not about, gonna have any chicken all, parmesan no sandwich? you not eat a
1: piece of pizza. What, what, I mean, what, first of all, like, who, I mean, you, you're, you still eat carbohydrates like the fucking science isn't in. Give me a, that one's a layup. I would, first of all, dietary, I can do, I can do any. It would be a it would be a harder choice if you said I had to exist solely on Italian for two years, it, 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 and, and the Bruins get to raise the cup. Wait, wait, but, what's wrong
0: with the both of you? What's the the both of yous is, got your head out of whack? I don't know what's happened to you during the COVID, but you, you you gone loco is is what it seems to me. Loco
1: during COVID. First of all, Sal and I started doing Atkins on Sports Geniuses twenty three years ago. Yeah, like this is true. not. New revel. I mean, you know, it, 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 got expanded to paleo, but like you can't eat inflammatory foods at our advanced ages. Okay. Spaghetti. Well, can, spaghetti
0: but- is named after one of those foods. Spaghetti. How about this? Two championships in one calendar year. You choose who that Notre Dame wins the college football national championship and the Rangers win the Stanley cup. Maybe it's the Giants you want to see hit, hoist the Lombardi. Whatever. You choose your two favorites. The price is one of your toes.
2: A toe, I would I'd, I, I would honestly do a toe before I would do like, like giving them live music. Yeah, like you said like left pinky toe. What is <laughs> wrong with you people? And
1: it, that is you know, insane. You know what it is? That it is would insane. be like
2: It, it difference- could be done. I mean I'd rather science walk group. with
1: a cane the rest of my life than be than have no. to listen to Pearl Jam no. on Spotify. I don't, I don't like, think I who don't. gives a shit? Like I <laughs> mean you can't you can't harm your body. I, I like you're that's nuts. That no, is it's crazy. not. It,
2: science has proven like evolutionary stuff that like our, our pinkies and pinky toes are shrinking like ever so often. So I feel like eventually we're going to be phased out. I think I could walk with, uh, without a pinky toe and just be, you know, if I could pick the two, I would say the Rangers would be one. And then it's, it's a tough one between the giants and the, and the Irish, I think Notre Dame winning a college championship, like just not being like a team that's. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, whatever, like the usuals. That would be pretty uh, awesome to see. So I think I would, uh, I would contemplate that.
0: Yeah, there's an ebb and flow to that stuff. There's never an answer. I don't think that lasts a lifetime. You know, when when you're one, I'm not doing any won.
1: permanent damage to my fucking body okay. for a
0: championship. Speaking but speaking of can, that, speaking of bottles, I'd go no without booze for two years for a
1: Stanley Cup. Easy, no problem. You would easy, no, no problem. booze. For a Stanley Cup for sure.
0: I mean, that's crazy too. How about this though? You can't have sex on your woman for one year. No, you know, yeah, okay, one year. But the Patriots are going to win the Lombardi deal. All right. Well, I, you know, I pride myself
1: on honesty in this podcast, and uh, and 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 you have you your hypotheticals have painted me into a corner. <laughs> Oh my god. No. Hold on. No, no, no. You're I, too I wouldn't in love. You t- no. I wouldn't go a week without making sweet love to my bride. <laughs> uh, I, I, Ooh, I would never You saved that one you know, hench. I don't I wouldn't watch another fucking Boston sports sporting event. I could give a shit. That fucking beautiful lady walks through the door. You you know me after these after these many decades of being married. Good luck keeping my hands off her.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh you spend every day of your life in the winter circle already. Don't you? Okay. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. See, All
1: spaghetti's right. young. Well, there's two things, two things. There's two you guys have two huge advantages here, okay? But uh Spaghetti is young. And so, you know, Jada, his Jada, they beautiful head of hair. Uh like <laughs> her
0: yeah, beautiful yeah. head of hair. That's well, your bald, Jada. girlfriend. She's not she has bald, good Jada. hair right? Oh, no. I see. I see. I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. okay. You were uh, being topical. So,
1: so like, it's, you know, obviously he's in young love, young lust, like mm. that makes sense. And then you, I mean, let's face it. You fucking, you know, you game the system a little bit. You, you kind of, yeah. you, 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 uh, you, um, you know, you had a certain lease I had a and sequel. you had a new lease and so
0: I've been I'm going the distance. I grew know? up in an era of seeing movie sequels. I thought that was the thing I was supposed to do with my own life. All Eddie right. Spaghetti. Have, in, our, in
1: our production meeting, we gotta have some things that are off limits. Jesus Christ. Spaghetti.
0: Your teams go on. An Eddie Spaghetti. Serena, there was the Serena slam and the Tiger slam. You're going back to back spaghetti slams, your six favorite teams. Win not just one all in one year, two straight years, all the teams you want to see win, win the title. But no lovemaking during that period of time. How say
2: you? That's the, e- of course, that's the easiest thing I ever sign off to. <laughs> 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 yeah. Goodbye I, to I'm, Jada. Oh yeah, no problem. It's not even against her. I just like I don't it's it's fine. Like I'm I'm different. I don't need that kind of stuff. I'm <laughs> That I'm, kind of stuff. I'm uh so, well, I'm sure
1: so the Pearl Jam one and
0: the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm a weird. Then person. carnal pleasures. Okay, it doesn't
2: it doesn't come across a lot in the pods. But if you if our listeners knew me off uh, mic, they'd be like, "Well, that is a, that is some weird human being." So yeah, I but. love music. Oh, I think it I comes love, across.
1: I love stand up. I'm not high on sex and sports.
2: <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. I watch sports, but it's like I just wow. don't you're like, yeah, I, I mean I have to, but it's uh I think in terms oh, of man. my passions, it's, it's you low. know what
1: was a funny <laughs> moment in my in my courtship uh literally last century. Um Heather came over for dinner and I had the baseball game on and, and we sat down to eat and I, I muted it. I muted it, I'm not I'm not a savage. And she, was like, right. she was like, is that, what's, are you going to, is the game going to stay on? And I just said, I said, yeah, the game stays on. And so I always felt like she could, she could have run right there. Like, you know, that's but, right. So I said, the game stays on. And if, if you, if you're not down for decade upon decade of the game staying on, I'm not the right guy. Dad, I say that,
0: you know what? That's exactly right. Art, we should do dating tips. And. As successful uh, coxswain. We should we, we provide the younger generation with, with our wisdom. Do not, you don't take, first of all, it seems desperate if you take her to the finest restaurant in town on your first date. But the, but the more practical concern is where do you go from there? Like that you've set the expectations way too high. I think that's right. We do have to get into, but we have a lot of other things to cover today, Hedge. Um, Eddie Spaghetti has been given a deadline by Jada, the one with the good hair. He must propose by New Year's
2: Eve or it's over. It's, it's not a over. Dig in. It's not over, it's just preferred. I mean, I I had oh, a conversation. Not, with him. Oh, like, I thought it what? was
0: like a deadline. Well then what's yeah, what, what be, does the warning have then?
2: Or the it would I just, there's an it,
1: ultimatum and there's a, a sort sorta ultimatum.
2: Yeah. He gave him it's a sort of matum. It's, it's exactly that. It's like a Severe disappointment and anger, uh, resentment for a bit. He's hoping
0: he's fucking lit on New Year's Eve and he gets carried away. My vanity would make it. I'm I'm enough of a petulant uh, douchebag that, I, out of principle, I would not do it. I would be like, nope, you don't tell me what what it's gonna be. I, I'm not. I have- won't be announced to what I must do. I I, I I'm resentful of such things. You should propose to someone else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to Adam Fox, I just thought apparently. I thought I had to propose to someone.
2: I and you'd it, be I, my side piece. I'm Come not on, as I'm, I'm not as mad about the the sort of maiden just because it has been uh, a long time coming, and obviously we're delayed for a bit just because of uh, of how the world was, you know, with the cove and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, after checking out see these ring prices, oh boy, that how is. How long uh, have you been together? Is eight eight years so wow. yeah it's almost time so I'm fine with it we'll <laughs> see we'll see yeah <laughs> I may make my own ring or find' gonna be
0: a, gonna be tough to work in the the wedding date with all those championship uh, parades you're gonna be at that's a good yeah. question
1: I'm trying to remember does does the odometer on the seven year itch start when you get together or when you get married oh well you'll find out buddy you'll find
0: out <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Next question for you, Hench, is, oh well, I, I want to give you a chance to react uh, to, to the big event, the game of life, the uh, disruption in the unity and the good vibes of the Academy Awards on Sunday night. Will Smith got the vapors because his his lady was senselessly attacked for an obvious joke that was sitting right there, a layup of a joke for a professional comedian who was working the crowd, didn't just out of the blue, just uh, isolate on Jada Pinkett Smith is cracking wise, going through the crowd, taking shots, no sacred cows. Even for, for me, I know this is the elite of show business, but I'm Chris Rock, and somehow Will Smith, 45 minutes from presumably winning an Academy Award, goes up and slaps him like a, like a Victorian dandy with a glove. To, to re to reclaim the honor, the honor of, of my it, lady. It,
1: it, I mean, it's so fucking insane on so many levels, but the idea, first of all, the Oscars are a publicity event for show business. You're actually at work. You're, you're, you're there just to promote the business. Um, even though we no longer nominate movies that anybody has seen. Um, so, so you make, you make $20 million per movie, to literally memorize lines that somebody else wrote. It's the fucking cushiest nothing job in the world and you get compensated obscenely. And the price for that, not every year, but maybe every couple of years, someone's gonna tell one joke at maybe your expense or a loved one's expense. And then it's like, no, no, not even that. I won't accept that. I want everything to go my way all the time. And obviously he follows that with the most insane narcissist anonymous overshare I've ever heard. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, say, say you're sorry and get off the fucking stage. But, you know, people, and I, I was sympathetic to this view of like, they're fucking dropping bombs on maternity wards in Ukraine. I don't want to talk about this stupid fucking actor and his midlife psychodrama. But I get it. it. I get it too. But those two things, as crazy as this sounds, are not unrelated because w- when you whether you're Vladimir Putin, whose spaghetti is still not yet killed, his fucking clock is ticking, um, or you're Will Smith, and you're you're both insecure and insatiable, right? Nothing will ever satisfy you. You have as much power as you can accrue in this profession. You have this much power as you can accrue as a dictator, but it's not enough because you're a completely broken fucking person. You need it all at all times. And by the way, like Vladimir Putin, nobody has told Will Smith in 30 years, uh, uh, that was a dumb idea, your breath stinks. Hey, you're getting fat, buddy. Like, right? You just, celebrities become insane because they live in this echo chamber of you did it again, boss. You're the greatest. And so anyway, all it of is, those- It factors- is not
0: absolutely corrupting, but there are way too many examples out there from a distance or people that you and I know together, Hench, or have known in the video and tell each other all the anecdotes about it. Yes, celebrity- is corrupting to one's ego. It, 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 leads you into, I don't know, dark places, but right. It sends you into this place that is not, that is not on the same, um, uh, plane as most other people's it, it sense is of like self. It's, it's just completely drug. different. They don't like, relate to it. They fail. At some point, people like that can't relate to like, What you don't see where I'm coming from? Like, no, you've left the planet Earth. You're residing. You've completely
1: left the planet, and so you know, I I did. I don't think people fully understand. You know, I I actually thought I think the show Big Mouth captures you know what it's like to be a, a boy, a pubescent boy, but like it's it's like we're a fucking mess, and like, and then our whole adolescence, like you're you're too young, Spaghetti, but like. Shek and I, our generation played smear the queer, like, don't be a queer, don't be weak. Don't like, there's so much, there's so much fear that, um, everyone's going to realize like how weak we are or insecure or lame. And so there becomes this real like performative machismo that is really just masking our, our fucking fears. Cause we're not up to it. And so I mean, some of us can just come to grips with like, we're kind of lame and that's okay, or we can laugh at ourselves. But somebody like Will Smith, for whom the whole brand is a performance, so he laughs at the joke. Then he looks at his lady and realizes, oh, I think she's offended. What? what would a human being do in these circumstances? What should a, what should someone who's not spun off of planet Earth's axis? Like he's, he's basically an alien after 30 years of you're the greatest. So the whole thing is entirely performative, guessing what he's supposed to do in the moment because he, he doesn't know what to do. And I was just thinking like, you know, what if he leaned over, first of all, that woman is so beautiful. And, and if you've watched clips of her talking about it, like she's got a great sense of humor about it when she's talking about it. If he like kissed her beautiful bald head and it's like, that's my fucking lady. And I love her. You know, that might've been a standing ovation that he deserved, but he goes up and slaps a comic for a joke that is referencing another woman who was so beautiful, bald, like peak of her powers to me more like, like, there's there is almost no insult in any of this. I like, thought you Chris Rock needed- was oh.
0: so raw, and people keep praising him for his professionalism. But I thought you you really, in real time, what he was delivering, what was going on in his head. I mean, like including that joke. You look at one, yes, one A list star who, yeah, GI Jane, and he says to. Uh, dude, it was a GI Jane joke. I don't know what you think the joke was about, but that's what obviously what he says that. And he's like, that's the craziest moment in TV history. He just said that. And then you see him start to conjure a joke. He gathered, he's like, nah, uh, I'm just going to keep plowing ahead. I don't know what happens if he does go back at him.
1: Chris Rock, a, a genius, a master. Um, who knows where all the bodies are buried in Hollywood's weirdest marriage and God bless just do your thing you know everybody do your best but Chris Rock did have three jokes locked and loaded right you know I, you know he could say like Slap me all you want. Does it doesn't make make you not a bisexual Scientologist. I don't know, that would' have fucking that would have fucking been a showstopper. <laughs> what I, like, well, I don't you gonna say anything? You just got slapped. you can fucking say anything. That's you can say right. whatever you want. And he's classy, so he's like, I'm not, I'm gonna try to fucking salvage Quest Love's moment. I'm gonna try to salvage the rest of the That's night, right. you know, because I'm a class act. And so, you know, I will say this, I mean, obviously, I, I, I was my fucking head was spinning at the people that were trying to make it OK what he did. Um, but, you know, he didn't have time after the event and his acceptance speech to fucking get right. But I did think his apology the following day was was, was seemed sincere. It did not seem like it was crafted by a publicist. I, I took him at his word that he was sorry. And you can't unslap a guy. And he seems to feel bad. So now, now I'm I'm ready to move on to uh, to Spaghetti's assassination of Vladimir Putin.
0: <laughs> I, I I hear you on the apology. It was a day late, literally, and um, now we learn that they told him you should leave, and he refused. They told Will Smith in between. The well, slap. that's a
1: perfect segue because they're also telling me I should leave because I'm being called to set. Cause I also work in the business of show oh. not on Will Smith's level, but that doesn't mean I won't smack the shit out of either of you. If you get out of line, you make a joke about my beautiful bride. If you suggest that I wouldn't make sweet love to her to win a fucking Lombardi trophy, what is wrong with you guys? I'll fucking smack you. I love that woman. That's what a straight guy <laughs> would do, right? I'm straight. Tom
0: anyway. Brady, Tom Brady weighed in with the last two months of this. Like, Hey, Nothing's more important than me than my lady. Football's been great, but where it's at for me is at home. Well, I mean, next year, Uh, like two years. I'm literally hanging up with you. All All right. right. There he goes. The great Kevin Hench, everybody. Well, you heard us talking about it there. You can continue to bet the last three games of your bracket with a bang. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers $150 instant bonus guaranteed. You heard me right. You get $150 in bonus site credit. All you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more And how you bet the bracket is entirely up to you. Limited options. Only two games on Saturday and that big one on Monday night. You can choose from the money line. Totals, prop bets, and so much more. We told you what we like there. You could follow Hench's lead. He's got the Duke Blue Devils cutting down the nets in the storybook finish. You could go like Eddie Spaghetti, UNC over Nova. Or you could go chalk, chalk, Jayhawk like Damashek, the Jayhawks over the Dukies in the final. The important thing is to bet that $5 to score $150 in bonus site credit, guaranteed, and, of course, you heard Eddie Spaghetti's little tip there. If you ride with both underdogs, the juice is going to be that much greater for you one way or the other. Get in there and make sure you go to FanDuel Sportsbook app and use the promo code MINUS3, the word MINUS, the number three, and we'll see you in the winter circle. Or maybe we won't. Gotta work in a quick break. What did you think of that? He had thoughts again, Eddie Spaghetti.
2: A lot of strong to, I, I do love hearing uh, between you and Sal first sharing about the Oscar stuff and then hearing Hench too. Also, uh, you know, part of Hollywood knows a little bit of the inside it is, it is comforting to know that everyone's kind of on the same side as something just so absurd that happened. And uh, people yeah, still think to- they're
0: there, there's a percentage of people out there who continue to think that it was all a bit. Like, what the hell is God. wrong with you? What did Chris Rock get out? Hey, It's all sold out on the road, though. His ticket sales are through the roof Or is what people are actually saying. So obviously it worked. Do you think that was good for Chris Rock for his career? Of course it wasn't. Was that good for Will Smith? That's such a ridiculous thing. Everything has to be reduced to a conspiracy theory.
2: Right. And I don't think yeah, it just definitely does not help Will Smith. And from the little I know just from following comedy, it's like I know that Chris Rock has been working on like his new stand up for quite some time and he seems to be a pretty low key guy. He shows up into the clubs in New York when he wants to. It's like it's not like he needs some kind of boost. Like, you know, the guy is one of the greatest stand-ups of all time. So uh I, I think if you think it's a, a work or if you think that you're on you know on Will Smith's side because you're not allowed to joke, you're going down a really bad path. So I uh, yeah, again, like I, I Love what uh, hench had to say.
0: I also, by the way, the thing that hasn't been broken down sufficiently in my book is the actual. People are like, ah, his fingers only. We took a swing at him. It had to feel bizarre to be walking toward. Like, I, what was going through Will Smith's head as he's walking down that runway at Chris Rock? Like, what's he thinking? Like, what am I going to do here? I can't slug him, can I? I'm not going to turn his lights out. I wonder how lucid he was in that moment, but also he does that kind of like swaggering walk. And then he does kind of like drop his right shoulder to, and drops his head a little bit and then ambushes him basically with that, with that right hand slap to it. It was it, the whole, it was dirty. And I know he could have, it could have done worse with a closed fist, but there was something about that. The way he approached him too, Chris Rock that he knew the guy didn't have the guy didn't have his hands out in front of him. He had his hands behind his back. The whole thing was just cheap. I, I'm I'm just very surprised at the, that I know that a lot of people are all over Will Smith, but there's enough room there where he can feel good about things from his family on down. Like yep. if,
2: if we really want to go on a, an a strange path and Hench did bring up the Scientology aspect. I did read something interesting along the lines of that, their punishments for committing, uh, not crimes, but, a, you know, an, an injustice to a person. And I guess there, what I read was what Chris Rock did to Will Smith and I guess by proxy his family, that a slap or some kind of physical punch or something, I don't know, you've wronged me, was like the equivalent of it. So like his slap, and that also explains why the Tom Cruise, you know, freak out on set over the COVID stuff because he's another guy that's involved in this uh, cult uh, of, of screaming at them because he. it's like, well, you screwed up. And you're affecting me, so now I'm going to yell at you. And like that's why their apologies, we, we probably don't buy it because they don't feel the need to actually apologize. I'm not sure if this is accurate, but it, it does because it's a good point by you. Like, you know, he get, he's laughing and he's like, oh, I got to go up and do something. Then he's like, do I punch? Do I slap? But maybe he had this premeditated thing where it's like he already had a little bit of a history or a beef with Chris Rock. And if he's coming from this Scientology world where if you, you, you cross him, there's going to be a consequence. Maybe he knew like, well, the consequence in this, this case has to be a, uh, a right-hand slap.
0: Yeah, it is the bottom line. It is unstable Bad behavior. Should he go to jail for it? No. But is there any wiggle room to explain it away? Also, no, there is not. It's, it is bizarre behavior and uh, just as bizarre are the people who are trying to uh, uh, let him off the hook for that. He wasn't defending anybody's honor. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, by the way, my old pal. And I said almost, I don't know if you saw what Kareem wrote. It was almost word for word what I said. Coincidence? Yeah, probably, but still, he did the whole what was that? What's Jada, the damsel in distress who needed uh, her honor defended by? Uh, there wasn't violence afoot there. Yes, of course, you should jump in the way if uh, and and fight, not necessarily even for honor, but for safety. But what are we talking about here? What, what delusion are you suffering from that you think that Jada? Pinkett Smith was somehow dishonored and 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 injured emotionally or other. Oh come on! Is that what, what are we talking about? It's so so ridiculous. The only thing is that people keep giving it legs by somehow defending Will Smith on this. Anyway, um, what else? Spaghetti. We could really wrap it up here if you want to. We, we could do some baseball. I, I listened to Against All Odds. Already and I got the, some of the picks in there. Do you want to just real quick bang out uh, what you think American League style win totals Red Sox 85 and a half. I'll say you.
2: I'm actually pro. I mean, I'm higher on the Red Sox than a lot of people. I think their pick of Trevor Story late when he wasn't even really rumored to go there was, was pretty good. I know Chris Sale is going to start the year off banged up, but, uh, you know, they have Devers, they have guys that are going to be in the mix for, you know, they're going to bat over 300. They're going to have a couple solid arms. The Sox are, they're a good organization. They'll find, they'll find ways to to win. I think that number is a tad bit low. So uh, if it's music to Hench's ears, I would say the Sox are going to go over.
0: The number that is the wildest to me and, you know, and 64 and a half wins makes me feel sad, but unsurprised, but the Dodgers 98 and a half. I mean, that that number is set so perfectly because I could convince myself without knowing what it is like. There's no number that would be too high for me to ride with the Dodgers in that division with the lineup that they're throwing out there this year. There's no number And it's like I'm basically betting them to win 100 games. That feels heavy.
2: I agree in the sense too that if like if Kershaw misses time, then Andre, No, he's looked okay um, in the spring and stuff. But if he misses time, then that's that's one arm down. And then if you know the obviously the ongoing thing with Trevor Bauer, a guy they spent you know big money on, and yes, they they did win without him. But I, I think uh, that does hurt that that win total, and I know that's factored in in a sense. And they still have guys like Walker Bueller. But, uh, you know, sometimes the whole offensive, you know, the Yankees have tried that method before where it's like if you have a huge lineup, but just all bats um, and you don't have the the defense, you don't have maybe the arms. So I'm not saying I'm not predicting injuries, but I'm saying if something does go wrong in the pitching staff, then, you know, I could see them running into trouble. That being said, I, Probably right now, I'd, I'd probably say 99, 100 wins is probably not out of the question. Hey,
0: well, I mean, no, it sounds, yeah, it seems reasonable. But when you see that number, like, real, I'm going to bet an over a 99 and a, half, a 98 and a half. Um, I, like I say, I was listening to uh, Piacente and the, and the fellas chopping it up a little bit. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, that's what I was going to say. I think guys like Mookie Betts, who are in the running for the MVP, before the season starts who, who have favorable odds um, are going to swipe more bags, right? Is it, aren't, aren't the bases being bigger going to equal? I mean, it's every play at second base when you try to steal it always is bang, bang. So by ma- making the bases larger, aren't base, or isn't Mookie Betts going to get an extra five or 10. And And if you feel like, Wow, I'm having an easier time. I'm going to run more, and I feel like that's going to be ramped up, which is a good thing for baseball. I don't. I, I honestly have not read what the intent was of making the bases larger, but doing the math on it, that's what it must be. And in doing that, then it's not home run or strike out uh, every every at bat, right? Like th- there's going to be more action on the base paths as a result of this.
2: Well my only push and I, I agree with you but trying to get inside the the mind of a voter of you know of, of the of these awards I'm not sure how much the stolen base matters like there has been instances of guys that have had, you know hit for average um, and they still basically play good defense that just still never stacks up against the guys who mash the ball who have the high rbi totals and have the high home run totals and uh you know they, they hit even if they hit below 300 it's like well they drove in these amount of runs so i think weirdly that's still the thing that matters the most for um for the voting for, for mvp so I, I would lean towards more of a power hitter like i think for the al um, you know, quickly looking at it, just because you have a guy like Aaron judge on a team with John Carl Stan, that kind of hurts him. I think Trout and Otani may, you know, I, I know last year, Otani did win it, but I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of take away from each other. Um, I think Vlad jr. But if
0: Otani and Trout are both really good and that team is mediocre for some reason, it makes me feel like it gets it. It makes it harder to justify voting totally. for either. Totally. Guy. I know Otani, the, the phenomenal all time season, but I think, year two of repeating that and if he de- and if he drops off at all from those totals you know I get the buzz who was it was it uh, parlay kid who's riding with uh, Otani for the Cy Young those bets are fun because the odds are are pretty long but sure I, I and also I want to figure it out with someone smarter than than I and I guess I don't mean to suggest you aren't um Although some of your remarks earlier here could get you in the hot water. But um uh I do wonder with the DH there how how jarring that is for strategizing and for like that, you know, is deGrom's ERA gonna inflate because there's that because he doesn't have the built-in advantage, like he's a hitter, but whoever he's facing presumably is not now he's got a hit i wonder how much that's going to impact eras and who we think the best pitchers are and um run totals and all that it's interesting from a fantasy perspective a gambling perspective and beyond thank goodness uh, minus three will be here for you throughout the year with two baseball whizzes and spaghetti and hench and damashek riding along suffering through the pittsburgh pirates uh Another ridiculous season there, but all right, spaghetti. Let's wrap it up here. Right, um, coming down the home stretch. Do you, who, do you want to make one last pick for us? Who do you hope the Rangers get in the first round? Go ahead and say it. Say you want well, the Penguins. Say you want I'm, the Penguins number one. Say so you want it I, since you've already I guaranteed would, victory against them. I would feel
2: comfortable with the Penguins. Yes, that's correct. I think um, they, they they get to Jari, and I think that um, when the Rangers had a lockdown and not allow shots, I just think playing, there's not a good matchup for you guys. And I think you, the way you saw it, like the first game they played with the Rangers did lose that game they 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 didn't have a shot on goal in the first period like the same thing with this third game when it started up like they had i think they had only two shots through the second it's year. very like hard guys, their so
0: wheels the wheel the collective wheels on the rangers really do make it it's clear to watch it you watch 20 minutes of it and it's pretty clear that the pens have a tough time countering which is what they do so well against most teams um I can't even believe the depth of uh, of the Rangers' blue line. It really is something to watch. But anyway. Ride along with whoever you like here on Minus 3. Just make sure you do it by going to FanDuel.com slash Minus 3, the word minus the number 3, and as always a reminder to go and check out all the great shows on the Extra Points Network, and they really are dandy, from basketball talk with Lemon Pepper Parlay, the Megan Fun of Sports Uh, The two Megans always uh, cracking wise and being funny. Great baseball tips, like I say, from Against All Odds. And, of course, Covered in Glory, my beloved football, my beloved uh, Tottenham, my Spurs spaghetti. It's my Spurs I'm talking about. All right. What would I give to see the Spurs win the Premier League? Let me think about it. I'll tell you after the week. All right. Great stuff by you, Spaghetti. Great stuff by Henchko. listen to the episode earlier in the week with Jeff Schwartz. And uh, until next time, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.